Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. You've joined us in our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. And today, the episode, Making a Podcast. Ah, now this is very technical, this one. Well, not technical. It is technical. Uh, however, we've had a lot of folks that have said, how do you guys do this? How did you start this? What do you do? How can I How can I do this? If I want to do something, uh, a podcast as well. So I think this is going to be a good one because folks just give them a little bit of our journey. And listen, Alistair is, is the smart one here. I show up um, I do assemble our, our podcast. Your studio setup now. skills are excellent. Yeah, I'm a roadie, uh, basically. Uh, roadie and a co uh, host, uh, the going forward. But I'm technically, I am not as strong as Alistair. Alistair comes in and talks to me about the mics and what we've got. And I do, I, I'm learning lots from you, Alistair. And, uh, and hopefully my setup skills are getting better than they were early on. Uh, I get the question, you do a podcast, but it's a very questioning right. question. Yes, yes, yes. So nobody's more surprised than me that we're doing this. I agree. I agree. And uh, I was talking to someone today and actually uh, um, telling them about it. And actually, I don't know if we will have an increase uh, participants from Indi- in Indianapolis. So if you have to watch this, because I was in Italy for the last 10 days, and I was in Assisi. And I met this whole group of theological students from uh, Notre Dame University. And we were talking about that and uh, a bunch of different things. And they say, well, what do you do? And I talked to them. And I said, oh, and I also co-host a podcast. Podcast? What is it? So they all had their phones out. So we may see an uptick on Uh folks from Indiana um, uh, listening to Talking Not Ranty. They were quite interested. But again, young people, they were so excited and uh, the one person was doing some work uh, around uh, um, women leadership, and she's a women in theology kind of thing. And she said, oh, I'd love to learn how to do a podcast. So this actually might be exactly for her. I would love her to be on our podcast. Yeah. Well, I didn't get her email, but she... she uh, so. Uh, what kind of showrunner are you? Come on, man. <laughs> not good. Not good. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I think this is going to be a really... Uh, uh, interesting uh, episode because we've been going since July 5th, coming up to our third year wow. anniversary. Wow. And we have, uh, we, have up, we have 136 episodes, not counting this one, that we've already published. And between the two of us, I think we're probably up to probably a buck 80, mm. 190 in terms of episodes that we've published and produced and stuff like that. So, um, this podcast, it, you know, in giving it some thought over the last week or so while you were gone, we actually have kind of three formats that we are are using in this uh, podcast production. So the first one is like this, where you and I are talking usually about one topic, and then we have a series of questions, and we uh, kind of farm that out and feel it out and, and sort it out. And that's probably 90% of what we do. And I think we're really well suited for that. We're mm-hmm. very different people. Uh, we trust each other. And that is probably kind of the mainstay of what we do. I feel that it's been very, very successful, that part of it. Yeah, and it's funny when we listen to our early episodes and our new, new, more recent episodes, 
just such a massive difference. But I th- do think it's confidence. I think it's flow. I think it is just our uh, kind of letting go. Uh, what you do really well is you set a really great framework. And you're going to talk about this as to kind of the flow, the questions, and that type of thing. But then we just let go. So it's almost like the sandbox is built. But what we build in that sandbox really is, uh, you know, different every session. So it's kind of cool. So the second format that's kind of developed of the three that we've kind of slid into is uh, the speed rounds. Mm -hmm. And I believe we've done six of them so far. And that's where we take uh, maybe five or six questions or ideas. And I don't think we've ever done it quickly. It says speed round, but we've never done it speedily. And we just go. and, And this is one where usually sometimes they're a little lighter uh, we kind of mix up the questions. There might be four, five, or six questions, and we try to hit a bunch of things all at once. I find that format very entertaining, and it goes back and forth very, very quickly, and we can cover a fair bit of ground. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you surprise me with those ones, and I don't know the questions until it's happened, or actually maybe I just didn't look at it. But that makes it even more fun because I'm just reading the question at the, at the time we're doing it, and uh, it gets the, the sometimes the richest uh, conversations because it's right off the cuff. Well, it's kind of equal because I might have written the questions, but I don't remember them until we sit down right. and read it and we actually start doing the production. Right, right. But I have to say my favorite part of doing this podcast now is the interview mm. series where we, and I, I was surprised, we've interviewed 20 people. Wow. And I went back and I looked at all of them and you know we've kind of labeled it TNR 2.0 interview series, but there's 20 people and as I went through the list, I went, wow, those were good discussions. Mm-hmm. And as we got more proficient in interviewing people and that, and people, we created an atmosphere where, uh, especially the last few people felt very comfortable talking to us and said a bunch of stuff that I was surprised at. But I really enjoy that part of the format when we we bring other people in and sit at the diner and just go. I agree. I agree there. And, and we've had a very diverse group of people and we've intent, we've planned it that way because we are looking for... You know, we've said we're looking for folks that have a different viewpoint than we do and a different uh, perspective. And so that always makes them very interesting as well. And we've been very deliberate, I agree with you, in that. And there's been a number of people that have volunteered to be on the podcast. And I have kibosh because they're selling something or Mm -hmm. themselves or whatever. And that's not what we're about. Mm -hmm. And so I'm very, very pleased with the group of people. And you and I always have a list of people that we would want to come on mm-hmm. and we'll continue to pursue those people mm-hmm. to get them to uh, share their wisdom and experience with us. Yeah, great. So today we're going to have a bit of a discussion about the technology and the uh, our approach to the podcast. Um, and basically we have proven that any two individuals with a tiny investment in money can get on the air and do this. Mm-hmm. And if, quite frankly, if we can do it, most people could do it if they if they really had a desire to do so. I agree. I agree, hundred percent. And what I'm going to do is uh, probably on the LinkedIn TNR page, I'm going to put some photographs of some of the things that we are talking about, just to to give people a visual. I, I think having a picture helps things, and and maybe I'll link some of the equipment to where we got it from and stuff like that because we really did uh, this on a really low budget, mm-hmm. uh, and I like the sound that we have. Mm-hmm. We, it took us a while to develop it, to figure it out, but uh, I'm going to link some stuff and maybe show a few pictures so people can kind of visualize what we're talking about. Right. Well, the, you know, and really maybe some pictures of the podcast studio as well. 
okay, we'll have to take some photographs after this. That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's Greg's basement, but it, but but it's actually just the sound. It, it, again, it shows you you can do this anywhere, and we've done it in professional uh, places. Uh, you know, we we're going to talk a little bit about our journey, and and we've done it in a couple of different places. But where we found this one right now is just like it's in my basement. It's a quiet spot. The the carpeted floors. We'll talk about that, but it's kind of neat. So uh, the format, Greg and I, uh, this all came out of a discussion at the diner three and a half years, four years ago, probably a little bit more than that as I was going through a transition. You had transitioned about a year or so before that, and we were discussing our journeys as managers, people's journeys as managers, how it affected us, and we we had to do this podcast. So we decided earlier on what kind of the subject matter was going to be, and we've been very true to that and even after 136 episodes greg there's mm-hmm. still a lot to talk about well, i agree 100 percent. and uh i was listening to a couple of my favorite podcasts this morning one's called pivot it's with kara swisher and uh scott galloway and it's kind of in the uh startup tech space and they talk about tech things but they're very two very interesting people uh, we never wanted to be famous. We're not. We do this for a certain reason. And that was to hang out together to talk about some stuff. We're not experts. We just ask a lot of questions and we talk about our experience. And it's interesting because what they were talking about this morning is uh, Spotify, who does carry our our podcast as well, uh, fired a whole bunch of people. Uh, They had uh, hired a whole bunch of podcast teams to do stuff a couple years ago and paid them way too much money. But uh, we were very deliberate that this is just something we wanted to do. We're not into, uh, we didn't think that we were ever going to be famous. It wasn't the aim of it. We're just going to learn how to do this. You were in the process of writing a book. Uh, You use this a little bit for your business development. I'm using it just to figure out how to do it. And uh, I'm very comfortable with the choice we made in terms of the subject matter and the reason why we were going to do it. Yeah, and you know what? And we're shocked, and I can't wait. I know you got another sticky at the end of each session. We talk about uh, you know who's listening to us where, and we are shocked. These are we're just two two folks from Canada who really started to kind of work through some things together, and uh, and as you said, to come together and uh, hang out, especially through COVID, to to keep connected and keep us focused. And you know, we have people all over the world listening to us, and. Uh, I think it's because as we talked, our, our conversations are practical and they're consistent across the world. So uh, it, it's, been a, it's been a joy actually to do it. So undertaking something like this, I believe that's the strength of this podcast is that we decided earlier on what we're going to be talking about because we were already talking about it and we we're a little loud at the diner as we, and we we're very animated in what we we're talking about. And we really either had to do a comedy show somewhere or sit down at a podcast and and work these things out. So the strength of this podcast is knowing what we were going to do when we went into it, what the subject matter Mm -hmm. was going to be. And then that flowed into the format. And you've kind of uh, brought it up already, but we we designed a format. Uh, You're a little bit more laissez-faire than I am. I'm a little bit uptight with it. So I believe that we've reached a really good compromise in this and that we lay out a structure Mm -hmm. uh, and then put points in there, but all the time 
allowing for the free flow of the conversation for us basically to take it. It doesn't matter whether we read it ahead of time or not. The conversation is going to go where the conversation needs to go. But at the same time, we have this kind of sandbox that we kind of know where we are and, and what the subject's going to be. And that, I think, has really facilitated the conversation and provided us with kind of a concise podcast that people know what to expect. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Because people do like some familiarity, some definitely some consistency, but they also like variety. So we have like consistency of the framework, but then variety in the dialogue. And you say things all the time that surprise me mm. and probably vice versa. Mm -hmm. I think the secret sauce to this conversation is that even though we have maybe five or six questions or points written down, it's going to go wherever it's going to go. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, and, you know, one of the questions that came up, I don't think we've talked about it for about a year and a half now, but do we shorten up the opening, the host chat type of part? And, and uh, I, I think we had a, a mild conversation where we said no. And my, my feelings on this were, were there's people coming into this conversation for the first time all the time mm -hmm. and they don't know who we are. Mm -hmm. And if they don't spend any time looking at our website or anything like that, they don't know what's going on. So, uh, I'm a big fan of not having a 20 minute host chat. So mm -hmm. our host chat is usually two minutes, maybe two and a half yeah. minutes at the most. And I think it's one of those things just to uh, connect together, but also to connect with the audience so they know who we are and what we do. And, and the other thing that kind of developed within that format was your philosophy. And I don't know which episode it started at. It was really early on. But having uh, that as a cornerstone of near the end mm. to to kind of set the tone in, in in how to deal with what was we were talking about ourselves, mm -hmm. but also for our our uh, listeners, I think was a brilliant move, and and we I th we've maybe not used it once. Yeah, I, I agree. It's you know it's so interesting. Again, it's that it's that framework. It's that the beginning, the opening, kind of the topic set, the setup, the questions. And then the close, which is my the the the, the my philosophy. It it really is a a, a simple, repeatable, uh, easily understood structure, uh, and then the, so much richness in the midst of it. So when we we were talking about doing this just before COVID hit, and then COVID hit, and like everybody else in the world, we all discovered Zoom, mm -hmm. and our initial production was uh you at your house mm -hmm. me at my house and we were talking on zoom and zoom was providing us the recording mm -hmm. and that was fine uh early on in the podcast it took us probably 20 episodes to really get going and to understand what we were doing and then we modified that slightly and we recorded onto my laptop from zoom mm -hmm. and i found uh the product to be a little bit better zoom uh does a great job leveling the playing field for you know you could have participants from all over the world and it does a good job for what it does we took that next step of of actually recording onto my computer while we were talking onto zoom and like everybody else in the world that's just kind of what we had to do mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so one of the things we had to learn how to do is uh edit and uh, uh what were we going to be recording the the podcast on so um daw digital audio workstation uh greg you have a macbook so you have GarageBand on your computer mm -hmm. that's the daw there's uh audacity there's a whole bunch 
Uh, and they would probably be the logical choice for me, but of course I don't, I didn't know any of that stuff. So I stumbled upon, uh, a company called NCH and I found out they're Australian and rather than grab one of those programs that does everything, I grabbed three programs that end up doing everything. So we record, uh, into, uh, an NCH program called WavePad. And uh, it's a linear one, so it's just one line. Um, they have another program, which I have, which I have played around with, but we don't use on a regular basis, called MixPad, which would probably be closer to a GarageBand or Audacity. And then we have this program, which became very useful when you started doing your Safe Brave Stories podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called uh, Switch Plus, so it will convert anything to anything when it comes to audio. So you would send me, some weeks you would send me the actual Zoom recording, and this program would strip the audio off it and then I would edit it for you. Or you would just send me the audio in whatever format it mm-hmm. came. Usually off Zoom, it has it, uh, they, they have their own. And it would switch it around so that, um, like everybody else, you're doing a podcast, the conditions are not ideal. You've got a podcast going on the side with uh, guests. I think all three of you were always in a different location. Mm-hmm. And so we, we, we stumbled upon this, progr- this series of programs and for somebody like me that doesn't have a natural aptitude for the technology, uh, it worked out really, really well. It's kind of a step-by-step approach. And I found it very this, these programs very helpful in, in servicing you on the Safe uh, Brave Stories podcast, which helped me uh, to, to, to garner our thing. So uh, it probably would have been easier if I just learned to use Audacity or something like that, but it didn't happen, Greg. It yeah. just, you know, we were... We went from talking about this to, oh, okay, we're going to do it to all of a sudden we have COVID and we're going to be doing it in different houses with technology that none of us were used to. Yeah. uh, You know, though, what I really value and appreciate about you, Alistair, is you're uh, you're a thinker and you're always trying to continue to improve and figuring out how do we make the sound a little bit better? How do we? and, And so some of the things you're going to be talking about are the mics we use. The tools we have, and these two tools that you're talking about really kind of take us to the next level. They just, they help on the sound, and sound is really important, and the quality of what we deliver is really important. And, you know, again, if folks listen to early on uh, episodes and now more recent ones, you will see a complete different in quality, but it's a gradual approach. You're listening and tweaking, and it's kind of who you are, and I'm glad because it really helps us produce a, a nice product for folks. And one of the questions people always have when they're they're starting up a, a podcast is, are, is it going to be video or is it going to be audio? And you and I, a long time ago, decided it was going to be audio. And then I remembered we actually do have a video on YouTube, and it's the episode where we interview you about your book. Right, the launch. And so I was went, no, we're exclusively audio. Well, apparently we're not. Mm-hmm. And I went back and I watched, and I can't remember which episode it is on it. And the video is slightly different than the audio because uh, I don't think I edited the video because I don't know how. But I went, no, you know what? We did not keep that promise because we do have a video of you and I talking about That's your fun. book. And that act, I went back and listened to that video and it's hilarious. Watch the video. It's hilarious because I was jabbing you near the end there about being a guest on your own mm, podcast mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it's not that we're anti-video. It's just that we've already, it take, took us such a long time to figure out how to do all this stuff. And I know a lot of people, if they were going to start off um, uh, a podcast, they have to decide, am I going to do video or are we just going to do audio only? And I, I like the audio format because I think it's very intimate and, um, I think there's less issues with it. 
And people concentrate on what you're saying and not what you're wearing. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's some basic things that just I feel more comfortable with. And quite frankly, Greg, I don't think anybody's going to watch a video to see us. No, no, no. I agree. I agree. And it, there is a lot of data out there talking about how people are moving away from video and back to audio because to your point, it really is more connecting. Um, people have to listen more effectively. And when you, and so, so I, I think it's, uh, we didn't, we didn't think about that when we started, we just, it was more of a practicality of what did we know how to do and what didn't we know what to do? And, and then, uh, you know, where we want to go, but still it's, it's interesting that that seems to be a trend that's happening. And what, another thing I like about the audio is that you can go on a walk and listen to it. You can listen to it in your car. You don't need a screen. Or, um, I know my wife and I, if we're traveling, like, uh, my, one of my granddaughters, it, well, they're both 30 minutes, 40 minutes away. And so we often, uh, are listening to a podcast over a period of time together in the car. And as well, if you have a smart TV, you can cast it to your smart TV and you can sit there. It isn't just a, a singular type of activity. Mm-hmm. You can sit there and, you know, there's like a zillion podcasts out mm-hmm. there, right? The market is so oversaturated. Mm-hmm. You can sit there in your living room or wherever your smart TV is, and the two of you or three of you can sit there and listen to the same podcast. So it is a, a kind of a group activity as well. Yeah, and it also can be individually because I know that uh, like my wife, Josette, listens to different podcasts than I do. Uh, we share them every once in a while. Um, and, but, uh, it, th- that's the great thing is you can also customize and you can listen to the one you, that fits you the best. So when it came to Mike's, um, we use dynamic mics. Uh, three of the four mics that we are currently using right now are, are both XLR and USB. So the USB, you can plug them directly into your computer. You have a USB Blue Yeti upstairs, mm-hmm. that's correct, mm-hmm. which we're going to yeah. look at later because yeah. you were having some problems with it. Yeah. Uh, so three of the mics uh, that we bring to the table uh, can either be plugged into directly into a computer or into an audio interface, which we'll talk about in a minute. We do everything XLR. We're, uh, we're plugged into uh, an audio interface, which then goes into the computer. We record on the audio interface and the computer at the same time, just so that there isn't any problems. So Greg is actually talking into uh, a mic called a Samson Q2U. And uh, I had the Audio-Technica version of this mic. This is a cheaper mic than that. Uh, they're very compatible, comparable, I mean. This mic, I got to say, it's so irritating. His voice sounds so good on it. Um, it is a warm mic, and, and Greg has a warm voice. So uh, I've tried both the uh, Audio-Technica and this one on him, and I love the way he sounds on this one. And this mic is literally $85. Yeah, you know, it's really interesting because I think as folks, if you're thinking about doing the podcast, it is try a couple of them out if you can. Have a shootout, man. Because as you said, uh, different voices require different tools. Uh, And you have a different mic than mine, and you have a different voice and a different uh, um, uh, tone. And so I think it it is really interesting that uh, it it can be a simple thing. It doesn't have to be a high-cost thing, as you said. Well, the issue with high-cost mics is that sometimes it takes a little bit more skill and knowledge to know how to handle them. So I love this mic for you. And uh, I use this mic sometimes at home on my own. I've got two of these and one of the Audio-Technica. I prefer the two Sanson. And 
I, I literally bought them for $85 mm. each. I bought one. I liked it so much that I bought another one. And for the longest time, we both talked mm -hmm. into a Samson. Mm -hmm. Now, you were right about the voices. And uh, uh, one of my inspirations in, uh, in, in recording is Phineas. So Billy Eilish's brother, mm -hmm. production guy, co-writer. And uh, he talks in an interview he did with Tape Notes, I think was the uh, video podcast. We said... No, we had a we had a mic shootout. And we found mm -hmm. out the mics that we like the best, that we feel that we sound the best on it. And and he told you know the, the crew that was watching this, me included, uh, what those mics were. And I thought that was great. So uh, you're right. We have a different voice. Uh, my problem is uh, plosives. So the letter P is my problem. Mm -hmm. uh, it cuts through everything. So I ended up getting a sure. Um, uh, MV7X. So it's the little brother to that famous, uh, SM7. Um, be the one that you see on all the productions and stuff. It's a smaller one. And even, uh, using that, I need a pop filter because when I say the letter P, it creates a big noise hmm. on the recording. So I've, I've gone to this mic. It took me probably three or four weeks of recording before I felt comfortable with it, figured out what position it should be in, how I should address it. And so I've got both a foam cover and a pop filter on it. And uh, I'm a lot happier with the sound. I think it, it fits uh, me. And you're right. Uh, finding the right one doesn't necessarily mean uh, a huge amount of money. It just means you play around. If you get the opportunity to try out a couple find out what sounds good to you. And one of the things that Phineas talked about in this video that I was watching, there's a set of three of them, and I'll put them in, all three of them in the, the show notes, is is uh, he talked about, in terms of production, when he was 13, he talked to a friend's dad who was an, uh, a producer and said, uh, what, am I, what am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? He says, it doesn't matter. No matter what you produce, somebody's going to find a fault in it. Mm. If you like the sound, mm. you're doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, as we talk about this and then the audio interface, I'm really happy with our sound right now. Uh, there's only one other mic that I would buy for the two of us. And I'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, we don't actually need it, but, uh, if, if there was a, if there's a wish list, this would be what it would be. So, um, we talk through an audio interface, so we're not talking directly into the computer. It's a little bit old school. What we have in front of us is a small audio interface, which look, is about the size of a calculator and then the computer. So if you look at these two things, they look very, uh, small, but if you were looking at a recording studio where musicians were recording something, we have that just smaller and mm -hmm. just not with as, as many uh, abilities to do so. So what we use is, uh, it's called a Zoom PodTrack P4. It's this tiniest little thing and it handles four inputs. Uh, it can handle four mics, but what's nice about this little piece of kit is that uh, channel three, rather than a mic, you could plug in your phone. Mm. And we've done that on some interviews where mm -hmm. we've had to plug in a phone mm -hmm. and channel four can take a mic, but it can also take USB. So we could have somebody on zoom and we can plug them directly from the computer into this interface and record them on the interface. So, uh, we've only ever had three people, I think on a podcast, four sounds like a lot to me. That's a lot of talking mm -hmm. and a lot of different voices and a lot of tech that can go wrong. But this, uh, little zoom pod track, I think it costs 200 bucks. Mm. There's a big brother version of it, uh, the P8, which I think costs like four or $500. But uh, then we could have six people sitting around a table talking. And I'm going to tell you right now, Greg, that's never going to happen. No, no. And you know, this is good. It, it provides great sound. And as you say, for 200 bucks, it's a, it's a good investment. 
and we can plug four headphones in it too. Mm-hmm. So you can, everybody can hear everybody. And what I like about it is number one, it, it records onto an SD card like you would have in your, um, in your, uh, camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's easy. And it has uh, a couple settings, which I think help us a lot. Uh, there's three settings that I really like. One's low cut. So it just takes away some of the low frequencies on the recording. It doesn't, uh, I have a, a low voice, so that kind of helps. It has a limiter so we don't get too loud. And, and my favorite thing is it's called plus minus. So if you've ever kind of phoned into a radio show or something like that, and then you hear your, your own voice echo, mm-hmm. Uh, I do some stuff on the side and there's one situation where that happens a lot and it's really unnerving. This thing takes that away. So if we're talking to somebody on Zoom and they're talking to us, they don't hear their own voice back, Mm, which is really, really helpful. And if they're not using a mic and they're not using headphones, that means we don't have to hear the echo either. Uh, So this little thing does those three things really, really nicely. And uh, it's so compact. It's got a battery. So we could literally grab a mic, a cord, and this thing. And, and be a reporter and go somewhere and record people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it does a great job. So um, that's what we're kind of doing right now. When we first came back together, we went to Staples Studio. They have uh, the one at Dorval Crossing here in Oakville has a podcast studio. Uh, we got to know uh, Kapil and then Jordan, who uh, they were the community managers there. And so when we first started going there, we used kind of our kit first and then we got into their kit. Um, it was a really good deal and we still have a relationship with them. If we have an in-person guest, we're still going to be going there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a, a really good thing. And so what they have is this room with panels and stuff and uh, the sound's pretty good there. And what they have is a Rodecaster Pro podcast production studio. So it, it looks like a, a, it's a big laptop. It's the pod track, but on steroids and mm-hmm. it has a whole bunch of settings and they use uh, also a Rode mic, um, the Rode podcaster dynamic mic, which is the mic I love. I thought... Uh, in, in all the recording that we've done, this is a mic that probably was best for the both of us combined. Mm-hmm. And at one point I may buy one just to try it out on you and then on me and see how that goes. But, um, these, these, uh, that setup was so good. Uh, the only thing I didn't like about that setup, uh, other than the fact that we were paying a little bit of money to sit there and use it was it used a micro SD card, which I, I just don't find them as, um, reliable as a regular SD card, but. I loved it there. I loved dealing with Jordan, especially because mm-hmm. we, he was there for most of the time that we were there and it was a nice setup. And if we had to bring somebody in, it looked professional. Mm-hmm. Like we looked like we we're in some huge studio yeah, somewhere. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And you know, you might not have a Staples close to you, but check out some of your other office kind of those kind of, uh, or gathering spots, the, you know, shared spaces, workspaces, and that type of thing. Often they will have some kind of booth and uh, it's a great way to get started you you can do it like we're doing it at home now and yeah. and that's where it works really well as well but sometimes uh it's nice to have that space especially if you're in doing interviews a lot of those co-working spaces might not have a podcast studio but they might have a room which was kind of off to the side that has like carpeting on it and stuff like that that you know if you have a mic and you know, usb mic and you have mm-hmm. your computer you can go and do something mm-hmm. like this one of the things I like about podcasting, and uh, I've, I listen to a whole bunch of podcasts, uh, I have to say I really like the quality of our recording. I think you and I have worked really hard mm-hmm. on how we talk and how we approach the mics and how we do things. Um, you know, basically, if you had to do this, it's not a big deal. It just takes a little bit of effort and uh, and and listening to what you're doing and, and learning from some of the mistakes that you make. Mm-hmm. So... 
you need to publish your podcast. Now, if you're just putting it on like a, a work um, internal website or something like that, you know, I mean, I think it's very straightforward. So we, we are on SoundCloud, which is usually for uh, aspiring musicians and stuff. And one of my sons uh, recommended it. And so that's what we're on. But we also push out to um, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music Unlimited, and Google Podcasts. Although Google takes about 48 hours to pick us up. The rest is usually within the hour. And uh, I have to say, I really like SoundCloud. I, I'm not... 100% keen on their stats because they limit a bunch of stuff, but I really like the ease and uploading these things. And as I've said before, you know, this isn't my aptitude, um, playing around with the computer and figuring out how to do these things. But uh, what do you listen to podcasts on, Greg? I mostly, well, actually both Apple and Spotify are probably my most common ones. Yeah. And I flip back and forth uh, with those ones, but that's what I, that's what I tend to use. Yeah, it's interesting. What I do get from the stats is because we draw, we tell everybody that we've dropped something. They usually go in from um, the the article, the post on LinkedIn, so they end up going to SoundCloud. Mm -hmm. But I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm. It depends who I want to listen to. There's a few people that are like exclusive to Spotify mm -hmm. or exclusive to Apple. And uh, folks, we're not exclusive. Mm -hmm. we, we're on almost everything. And there's a whole bunch of other platforms that carry us as well that I never intended them to go. They just picked them up. Uh, Stitcher is one and. Uh, there's a bunch of others, but, uh, yeah, we, we're, we're on SoundCloud and, uh, you and I both have products on what used to be called Anchor FM. Mm -hmm. It's now called Spotify for podcasters. Mm -hmm. So at a certain point, Spotify bought it hmm. and, and, uh, it's a really good platform. Like you use it for safe, great stories, right? Yes, I do. And, and what I like about it and you and I walked through the process, but, uh, I've talked to a few people through it and what I like about Spotify for podcasters, especially if you're brand new, is that it's easy to do. And there's, uh, like if you need a photograph to help with your page, if you need music, they have a bunch of stock stuff there. And, uh, uh for the stuff that I've done, I, I think I have used their photographs a couple of times. It's just a really easy system to do. I don't particularly like to listen to things on it because I don't find the platform is as good as Spotify mm -hmm. itself. But when you put it on Spotify for podcasters, it pushes out to all the platforms as well. So you listen to it on the one that you feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting. I'm, I'm both, I'm, I, I, you know, Apple, Spotify, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. And I, I, I try to listen to some of our podcasts on a whole bunch of different platforms just to see how it's coming across and they're, they're all good. Right. Well, and what's great about SoundCloud and some of these other tools is that you push a button and they go out to all of them. Yes. Because, you know, some folks, depending on what mechanism they have, what phone they have, what a tool they have, they will go to different things. So it's just, and our whole idea of this podcast is to just share some thinking and to start a conversation. And, and uh, so the more people can start conversations, depending on where you download it from, is fine. I agree. I agree. And so even now, there's been times when we've had to do it remote and we kind of do it hybrid to how we used to do it Uh I think there's one occasion where you phoned in mm -hmm. uh, from wherever you were mm -hmm. and we plugged you into the, the Zoom, uh, into the auto interface. And then uh, I think it was the last time we were together or the time before that, you were talking, your your mic wasn't working, so you have a really good laptop and uh, you were really clear. I think we probably should have had you a little closer to the, to the actual computer. But, you know, these days, you know, you've got a MacBook. I saw a video of some country artist, and I can't remember what her name was, uh, Apple asked her to create a song just using their MacBook without an external speaker mm -hmm. and without headphones. Mm -hmm. And so she composed, recorded, and edited uh, a song 
just using a yeah, MacBook, yeah. and it was incredible. Yeah, I think my um, uh, um, Mariah Carey did that too with uh, her computer, like one of the. And so, so you're right. The technology has gotten so strong. I mean, that they can do that kind of high level quality recording on it. It's pretty amazing. And especially people that are younger than us yeah. that that are are not intimidated by any of this stuff. You know, if anybody you know wants to do a podcast or an audio project, it is it is the the technology is just made to help you. Like mm-hmm. you know, like this audio interface is two hundred dollars. Yeah, and really intuitive and very intuitive. And then you know, you get a DAW that you feel comfortable with, and like you have GarageBand right on there, mm-hmm. right on your computer mm-hmm. right now. It comes preloaded mm-hmm. on there, and, and it's just a matter of playing around with it and trying to figure out what it's going to do. So, uh, yeah, you uh, we've done a couple remotes. Uh, I always have all the gear with me, so, uh, I kind of control it, but, uh, yeah, we've done a bunch of remotes. We've had people, you know, call in from all, all sorts of places and it's always really Mm -hmm. worked out. And what I like about podcasting is, you know, we're not doing the soundtrack to some major movie. Mm -hmm. What we want is just to have a good conversation and for everybody, uh, to hear everybody clearly. I mean, it's never perfect, but, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, the, this is the day if you want to do one, the technology's here, and chances are you already have it in your hand anyway. I agree. I agree. Um, that That's it. I mean, that's, you know, we talked about our approach. We talked about uh, formats. We talked about technology. We talked about dealing with some problems and stuff. And uh, we talked about that we're different people, that we've worked out, you know, how we're going to do things. Uh, so this is just kind of an insight to what we're doing and some of the thoughts that we had and the processes into to doing this. And we're coming up to three years. And I think this is episode 137. If it, if we, uh, if I get to it in the next day or two to, to edit it and, uh, it's all, it's been an incredible journey. Like there's not much more I invest, I would invest in this, in this process to, to make it any better. I think you'd have to make like a huge, huge investment, which quite frankly, I wouldn't know how to use anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And hope, so hopefully this has just provided folks just some of the approaches and the tools and the things that you get, get you started. And like Alistair said, I mean, if the two of us can do it, anybody can do it. Absolutely. Yeah, anybody yeah. can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, oh, if you have any questions or anything, you can just email us. Uh, all our stuff is in the show notes. And uh, I was going to say, I hope you found it, what we were talking about helpful and, and uh, uh, there's a lot of people that go, you guys do a podcast? And, yeah, apparently we do. So, um, I have a shout out here. Yeah. Okay. I was very excited about yeah, this. Yeah. Yeah. Talon, Estonia. Estonia. That's pretty cool. It's very cool. cool. Well, you know, again, this is, it always shocks us how, uh, how folks around the world are listening to us. And, and, um, just because really we started this just as a way to connect ourselves and we thought, well, our family will be listening to us and that's great, but we have had some great feedback on how people have found it very helpful. And just because we're two just average people who have had experiences and we share them and we're finding there's a lot of folks that have had similar uh, experiences and so some of the tools and ideas that we bring forward help folks uh, as they just navigate their day-to-day lives especially at work and so this one in particular is more of a how do you navigate it if you want to kind of start your journey in the podcast aspect and uh, you might have a topic that you're passionate about and you will find people around the world that are equally passionate about it and this is what's great about this technology it allows you to share insights and thoughts of whatever the topic is 
is that you're most passionate about, and you know you will find others around the world who has a, have a shared passion. It's just a great way to create community and have some fun. And if you can sit down and sketch out what your first three or four episodes are going to be, you're you're on the way. Yeah, you're exactly, on the way. Exactly. Yeah, I, th- I think the only thing, only advice I'd give people is don't put everything into one podcast. Like, if you got this journey, if you have this discussion, if you want to, you know, uh, unpack some issue, take your time. Yeah, yeah, and have fun. Yes, you know, and and also you can do a podcast by yourself. That's fantastic. But one of the things that I love is the dynamic between Alistair and I, just in our conversations, and it's a great way to, to as I said, strengthen community, but also just have fun. It is fun. So, uh, should we put in your philosophy today? Yeah, I'm not sure this is one that has. We should do it anyway, since you already announced and you said what we do, we close it with. So our philosophy is basically that uh, I I have and I was gifted from my early coach, and she said that uh, you know during our conversations there are going to be things that um, might make me feel a little crunchy, and they're usually those things that are challenging me. Um, and, uh, and there are also things that are going to make me feel really good, give me some joy. And she always said, you know what, both are excellent opportunities for learning. So when you, whether it's churn or joy, pause, reflect, think about what is this telling me? What can I do with it? And, uh, and, uh, we, uh, we suggest that that's hopefully in our podcast that that has, uh, always provided I'm not sure this one, cause it's more of a technical, but there still might have been things that you thought, oh, well, I don't know. How these guys do that. Yeah, exactly. But uh, <laughs> anyways, we, we hope that we provide you some joy and maybe even a little bit of churn. And that churn, if that churn is what kind of gets you motivated to get out there and, and uh, get your podcast going, go for it. All right. I'm good. Are you good? I'm good. So listen, folks, remember, people matter. Take the time with the people you work with. They're an important part of your job, your success, or your failure. Talk to you next time. Take care.